Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. You're all in for such a treat today because I'm here with the international supermodel Sharina Gutierrez. Sharina's career began when she got discovered in a modeling competition in New York and landed a spread in Vogue Italia at age 13. This catapulted her career and since then she's worked for giant brands such as Tommy Hilfiger, Levi's, and Ralph Lauren just to name a few. And what's crazy is now at the age of 33 and being a mother to three, Sharina is shining brighter than ever in her career as she just became a finalist in the top 24 Sports Illustrated modeling competition. We get into so many powerful topics in today's conversation from her struggles with people-pleasing and conforming from being thrown in such a fast-paced industry at such a young age to going through the journey of losing herself to find herself. We talk the sacrifices we have to make sometimes as mothers to be the best versions of ourselves for our children. We discuss the power of manifestation and showing gratitude for the blessings in your life. Sharina shares her latest endeavor, Mama Mantra, and emphasizes the importance of growing consciously together as a family. Sharina even guides me on a really beautiful meditation practice on air that I can't wait for you all to try with me. This is a really powerful episode and Sharina reminds us all the importance of self-worth and the importance of believing in your dreams and chasing them not only for you, but to also be an example for your children to do the same. I am praying so hard that Sharina gets voted to be one of the Sports Illustrated rookies because she is such a light and warrior for all women and mothers out there. I could go on and on about how amazing she is, but I'll just let you all find out for yourselves. So with that, please welcome Sharina Gutierrez to the MILF Bod Podcast. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years and I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated and glowing and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, my Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. 
I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Sharina. I'm so honored to have you. It's been a minute since I've seen you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so you were pregnant at the time. We met on a shoot for that brand called Blanky. It's like maternity wear. And I had just had Hunter and he was not having it that day. You were breastfeeding. Yeah, I was breastfeeding and he was just in such a bad mood because I think that location that we shot at, it was just like a really small studio and there were a lot of people there, just like a lot of moving parts. And he was colicky that day. And I remember you were so nice to me and you were trying to help me because it's it's so stressful, as you know, shooting with your kids, especially when you're, you know, it's your first one, you're a first time mom, you have no idea what you're doing. You're like trying to keep it together on set. You're trying to be professional, but at the same time, like be there for your child. And it was a lot. And I just remember feeling so comforted by you and you put me at ease and you were so helpful and I'll never forget that. So thank you. From one mama to another, I feel like we need to be at service to always showing up for our mamas, because if anyone knows what another mother is going through, it's like you personally as a mother should know definitely like the struggles of like a new mom. Yeah. And one, let me tell you, you didn't even look like you had a baby. It was amazing. (sighs) Your body was fire. (laughs) Thank you. You know, like I feel like you had it together. I think it's all in our head. Yeah, it is. We stress ourselves out. Oh, absolutely. We create, especially us MILFs, which I love this name of this podcast, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I told my husband yesterday, I was like, look, I'm going to be spending the afternoon and I'm going to be going on to this podcast called (laughs) MILF. And he was like, what? And I'm like, hold on. It's mindfulness, intuition, right? Life, fitness, and fitness. "Ah, Lifestyle, fitness. And he was like, wow, I love that. I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's why I got to go on. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like the perfect candidate for this podcast because you stand for all of those things. Thanks. Let's start talking about you because you are shining brighter than ever in this chapter of your life. And I am so, so proud of you for all that you've accomplished. And I want to dive into all of the things, but can you just kind of back up and tell me your story of how you've gotten to where you are today? Hi, everybody. My name is Sharina Gutierrez. (laughs) I am the daughter of two Filipino immigrants who migrated from the Philippines to give their family the American dream. Because of their sacrifices and 
their journey, I was able to live the life that I'm living today. Grateful to have had like the support of my mother to follow my dreams, even though she was like, I don't know if you should do this. Because growing up, I was always like the skinny one. I was literally like a pole, very odd looking for where I grew up. I grew up in Riverside, California. So like schools didn't have as many Asian girls. So I was already like the alien in the school. Maybe there was like two other ones. Um, And I was never seen as like the beautiful one. Or if anyone had a crush on me, I didn't know. Nobody told me. I was always like the cute guy's best friend who was friend with all the other girls because I was like captain of the dance team. I was doing all of these different things. But modeling fell onto my lap at the age of 12. And there was another girl in sixth grade who was doing John Robert Powers. And she was like, hey, you're really odd looking and like cool looking. I think that's like model quality. You should totally try out for this. At the time, I lived in Riverside, California, and the John Robert Powers location that I went to was in Brea, California. So it was in Brea. So it was quite a drive and to convince my mom who at the time was a working single mom and then taking care of like my older brother and my sister who has Down syndrome to pull her out of her routine and say, hey, like, come with me to this was like not the easiest task. My mom was very like, you need to focus on school. You need to become a nurse. You need to do something in the medical field. This is what life should be. So she was very kind of like apprehensive, but I kept begging her, begging her, begging her. And then I showed her on the brochure that they had etiquette classes, which she was so into because I was a full-on tomboy. And she was like, well, you need a little bit of this in your life. So I'll only (laughs) agree to take you to this if you do this. I'm like, absolutely, go take me. And that never happened because literally, literally when I got there, I was trying out for this thing and this woman named Susie came out and saw me and she's like, you should join this competition. I'm like, what competition? And to me, this is all foreign because I didn't feel like the most beautiful person. So it was kind of cool to see myself in a different light of modeling. And when I got there and this woman saw me, she was like, you need to join this competition. It's literally in three months. And it's in New York City. And I'm 12 years old. And my mom's like, is this a scheme? So they ended up convincing my mom. So I trained for this thing for three months, went to New York as a 12-year-old. And during that time, IMTA was like huge. And I think I was against like 1,500 other girls. And I ended up winning the competition. And had like... A record, I think it was like the record of most agencies wanting to sign me. So it was everybody from like IMG to Elite to every agency that was in New York at the time. And that catapulted my career. And my mom was like, look, I really wanted to sign with IMG because my idols were there. And my mom was like, I'm not ready to let you go to New York. So I'm gonna, you're going to have to settle 
with like starting in California. And I said, okay. So I ended up signing with LA Models and I had an agent. His name was James Charles. And he, um, he took me under his wing. And my first job ever was for Italian Vogue. What? <laughs> no big deal. It was crazy. And I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. And how old were you at that point? Were you still 12 at that point? No, I had just turned 13. Because I did the competition <sighs> when I was 12. And then I turned 13. Oh, my gosh. So what year was this, to give some context? 2003. The industry has changed completely since I've started modeling in very positive ways as well. Like I am totally where the world is going in the modeling industry right now. I'm totally loving all the body positive messages because back then when I first started modeling back in 2002, 2003, it was literally just that like the epitome of like what Victoria's Secret was. The banging body, the most beautiful woman. That was what society at the time told us was beautiful. And being that young and being catapulted into like doing Italian Vogue as your like first job. And then from there it was like, I worked with David Sims like seven, eight, 10 times. United Colors of Benetton. And then I was flown to like Paris to do their show. And like all this at a very young age, like as much self-confidence you think I would have, because I had a lot of self-confidence that I didn't know I had because I believed in myself enough to do it. I was also very, very insecure. Mm, Yeah. Talk to me about that. Did the industry you think contribute to your insecurity? At the time... Like I was very people pleasing and like trying to figure out like I had no idea who Sharina was. I was growing up in an in an industry where I was being told what I needed to look like, yep, how I needed to dress, what I needed to do, needed to say, who I should hang out with. So all my life at a very young age was focused on creating this supermodel of you need to hang out with these types of people. You need to be seen in these events. You need to be hanging out in these places. And that started at the age of like 15 years old. That is so much pressure. Yeah. While my friends back home were having like a high school life, I was living a double life. I would go live this crazy life no one knew about. And then I would come back home and try to be a kid. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But I did it with style and grace because I had to convince my mom. Because at the same time, I was helping my mom financially, like, support my family. So I had to convince her that I was mature enough to go be in New York by myself at, like, 15, 16 years old. Oh, my gosh. That's hard for a mother to swallow. Yeah. I mean, at the time, there was no FaceTime. There was no, like, find my phone, like, tracking. She'd call me and be like, oh, I'm going to bed, hang up, and I'd be out. Like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like all those things in my life needed to happen. I feel like I needed to do these things to, like, completely lose myself to find myself. I love that. Can you pinpoint a moment where you feel like you came into your own and you were kind of just like, you know what, I'm just going to be me and 
people can take it or leave it. Is there a time in your life that you felt like you had that switch or did it kind of just like gradually happen as you got older? So there was a time. So I have to add like a little bit of a backstory so people can understand like how this happened to me. Yeah. I had just signed with one of the biggest agencies in the world. It was a DNA. And at the time, my diet was like cigarettes in the morning, coffee. And like back then, the model diet of like, you know, I was a double zero. That's how tiny I was. That's crazy. Crazy. And still, when I was a double zero, what was going on in my head was I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't this enough. And I would compare my career and keep in mind, I had just started with DNA. So like I didn't even give it time to build out into something more. I just kept comparing myself to the girls that all like put in the time and was already hitting like covers of Vogue and all of these things. And keep in mind, like I had a 13 page spread in the September issue of Vogue, but I was still comparing myself to like the Kendall Jenner that was on the cover. You know what I mean? Like it's always never enough. It was never enough. Like, why am I not there? What's what's wrong with me that I'm not getting to where I feel like I should be? And through that, I started hanging out with people who probably didn't have the love for me that I had for them. And I I started to like really people please and really lose myself and stop concentrating on my career. And then like I started to date people who were very successful, but at the same time, like the spotlight was on them and everything was like about them. And I would like help to build their careers instead of like focusing in on like me. And I just kept losing myself, losing myself, losing myself even more. At that time, I was also like a single mom. So I was just, had turned 21, had my baby and trying to raise my son at the same time trying to find myself and trying to raise myself. So I'm trying to raise myself while raising a child (sighs) messed up a trillion times. And that's okay. Yeah. There was like a point in time where I just hit rock bottom. I had this beautiful place at the sky in New York City. And I never went there because I just wanted to be next to my son. So I was always in California. And I was like, couch surfing, even though I had this beautiful place in New York City, never concentrated on myself, my career. And every time I would concentrate a little bit on myself, I would hit something big. Like I would book Vogue or I'd book a huge campaign. I would do Tommy Hilfiger. The universe was like saying, hey, like, but I wasn't catching them because I wasn't aware of all of those things. And I just was doing like the whole self-sabotaging thing where I need to be next to my child you know, my life is not enough, like so spiral, spiral, spiral down. And I really hit rock bottom. And there was a day where Donna Karen threw a brunch for me and my friends at her store called Urban Zen in Los Angeles. And I remember I was drunk because I couldn't be around anybody if I wasn't like drinking because I, I had trained myself that you needed to be elevated in that way, to be around people. Yeah. And when I was drinking at the brunch that she was creating and threw for me, I heard her talk about me 
and I remember I still have the video and she was talking about me in, in such a light that I was like, who are you talking about me? No way. And I just didn't see that in myself. And I was like shocked that she was even saying it about me. And I remember like, that was the moment where I feel like I was at my lowest of low. Isn't that so funny how that works out sometimes? It's so crazy how you can get all of the validation in the world, but it all boils down to how you feel about yourself internally. Like no matter how many words of affirmation you get, you can get all the praise in the world, but if you don't believe in it yourself, you still feel like shit on the inside. Absolutely. You know when you like go down memory lane and you just remember the feeling that you felt? My tank was just so depleted, but also like I was just filled with all of this negative self-talk that I just exploded. It was like, there's nothing left for me. Why am I even doing this? When there's amazing things happening around me, I just didn't think that what was I doing, I was even supposed to be doing anymore. And that's when I had no choice, but literally to like believe in myself because my son was four or five years old. I remember calling his dad and this was like the hardest thing that I had ever done in my life. I called him and I was like, hey, I really need you to just watch Mason for next period of time because I need to fix myself. I need to find myself and I can't have Mason see me go through this because it's going to be one of the hardest times of my life. Yeah. What did that look like for you? It was the ugliest, most craziest, but like most beautiful time of my life. So during that time, I chose to like quit drinking, quit smoking cigarettes. I became vegan like all at one time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my body went through like crazy withdrawals of all of this stuff. And then it, I remember... I was three days into the journey and Noah Teppenberg and them, they just opened up like this Greek restaurant in Los Angeles. And I went to the opening. I love Noah. Noah's great. Noah and his wife is amazing. So I went to the opening and there was like people that was in the circle that I ran in before that went to that opening and they were trying to give me a drink. And I said, no, I'm like, I'm not drinking anymore. And I remember them say, Let's see how long that lasts. And that was like the... I'm sure that lit a fire under your ass. You were probably like, oh, let me show you. I had the craziest anxiety. I went into the bathroom and I was like hyperventilating. And then I had to leave. Because I was like, oh my God, the people that I'm surrounding myself with wouldn't even care if something happened to me. They're not even listening that I want to change my life. That's a big eye opener. Yeah. That's a big red flag. When someone says a comment like that, rather than being supportive and loving and being like, good for you, I'm proud of you, that's a big no-no. Because that takes a lot of self-control to be able to even say that. Because there is so much pressure put on you when you're put in social situations to have a drink. And if you're there and you're like, oh, no, I'm good, you get a lot of peer pressure. It's crazy. That or people look at you like, why are you not drinking? I mean, I have nothing against people that drink. Like you're going through something in life and all of those things. And honestly, like sometimes I have a glass of wine here and there and it's because I'm enjoying it. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But when you've used it as a crutch in life to like come out of that and like to realize like your addiction is very hard, especially to see that you were addicted to other people who really didn't give a shit about you. So when I hit that low of low, I really like isolated myself from everything. Started to like love myself, get to know myself. And then that started the journey of like, what do I really want in my life? What do I want to manifest into my life? Because I started to learn about self-love and manifestation. So I was like, what do I want in my life? What do I feel like I deserve in my life? And during that time, it was like, I remember, I just want my son back, like full time with me. Like, God, I don't know how that's going to happen, but like, I just need to be the mom again. Like, I need to find myself. I feel like I lost so much time with him because I was people pleasing everyone else other than like focusing on my family and what what really matters to me. Because I'm a cancer. Family is everything to me. As busy individuals and parents that are always on the go, it's nice to be able to utilize products that not only look good, but are functional as well. Ondar products are next level quality using highly sourced leather that helps minimize and organize what you carry. I'm a huge fan of the Indie, which is this gorgeous crossbody bag that they designed. And I can't tell you how convenient, durable, and cute it is. I got it in the color Crema, which is a nice neutral color that I can pair with anything when I'm on the go. I was recently in New York and it was so nice having the perfect size bag to just throw over my body with all my essentials in there. They also make backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. So for 15% off your order, just use code CherokeeLuker at checkout when you go to Ondar.com. That's code CherokeeLuker, capital C and capital L, for 15% off your order at Ondar.com. So how long was it that you were away from Mason during that time, like during that kind of self-healing journey? I would still come see him like every two weeks, but it was, it lasted a year, but I would come back and forth and still see him. This was the crazy part. The end of that year, like I didn't even have to do anything. It just happened. He just ended up being with me full time. There was a situation that happened with his dad and it was like roles reversed. His dad needed to really find himself. And Mason stood up and was like, hey, I want to be with my mom. And that was it. The journey was beautiful, great. I was going through this journey. But within that year, like I was meeting other people that were not aligned with what I was doing in my life. And I would date them and then form and go back and forth. There was a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it was the hardest journey because I had to really see myself in the mirror of all the stuff that I kept doing to myself. And then there was just something that clicked and that started this journey of like, okay, I need to go to the Philippines and I need to figure out my roots. So I ended up taking Mason with me to the Philippines and that like really changed my life. Wow. Yeah. I spent time with like indigenous communities out there and like, I thought I was going there to help them. I'm going to bring you guys food and like give my 
love and my time. But really in the end, it was like, they really helped me find myself. And that was the trip that changed my life forever. (gasps) I just got goosebumps. Wow. Yeah, there was no turning back. I remember I was in Davao Mountains with this indigenous community. Communities called Matixalok communities. So it's like up in the mountains. And one day they all got together in their little church and they started to sing. And when they were singing, I was like, you know, I started to feel these emotions inside of myself. And then I started to replay every self-sabotaging moment that I've ever done to myself in my life or people that I have allowed to affect me in like a huge, enormous way happened. And that is when I realized that the spiritual realm and reality is actually real. Yes. It's so real. So you essentially had like an epiphany in that moment. It was like an exorcism. (laughs) Yeah. Do you still remember the song that they were singing? It was like their dialect. Keep in mind, there were children singing the song. When everything stopped, I felt like I had these wings growing out of my back, like angel wings. And there was like five girls. When I woke up, there's five girls. Each one came up to me and told me what they saw. And they saw exactly what was going on in my mind. The last one was like, I saw you grow wings. And I was like, there's no ayahuasca. There's no DMT. There's no mushrooms. There's no like none of that. It was, <laughs> I was just about to ask. Pure <laughs> energy. And I was tripping out. I was like. That is such a transformative, magical experience. It sounds like. Was Mason there with you at that moment? Yeah, he was watching everything. And then that journey started like, I want people to see me like this all the time. I lost like 10,000 followers something like this. People were like, what the hell are you posting? I would put out all this positive stuff and all these negative things would come out. Yeah. It's so funny how people get so used to seeing you in a certain light. And then, you know, the minute you change, they give you shit about it. I also want to go back and just like highlight the fact that you were selfless enough to take that time for yourself and realize how instrumental that was in Mason's upbringing too, because I'm sure that was not easy whatsoever to call up his dad and be like, hey, I need you to take Mason for me. I need to focus on myself because I know that I'm not the best version of myself right now for him. And I think that that's a huge message that I really want to highlight because You know, as moms, we feel so guilty sometimes. We have such bad mom guilt for leaving our child or taking even a day for ourselves. It's so hard sometimes, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And so that year that you were able to take and really focus on yourself and really do a lot of healing was able to fill your cup back up so then you could be the best version of yourself for your child. And I think that that's so important that you brought that up. Hey, healing is not sunshine and rainbows. But in the midst of all of that, like, it was all a blessing to prepare me for what's going on in my life right now. Exactly. After having my third kid. So it's Mason, Lila, Maya. So when I went to the Philippines, I reconnected with 
an ex of mine that has always been like this positive light in my life and also been a positive father figure in Mason's life. And because I had enough self-love within myself, I allowed myself to like accept love. Yeah. And we aligned and it was really beautiful. And we ended up having my second child with him. Now we're in it to win it. Oh, that so that's your current your yeah. current man right now. Okay. So after having my third child, I've taken a lot of time off of modeling. Not completely off, but I didn't wasn't taking the time to be in the modeling world. To make it your main priority. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Was straight mom for like three years straight. And Every time I would meditate, every time I would pray, it would be like Sports Illustrated would just come up in my head. Yeah. And um, I remember going through the journey back to like the past was I met Sports Illustrated and MJ 10 years ago. So in the thick of me like conforming and like being someone else, I had met her. And they had an interest in me 10 years ago. And then what I've learned and what I've really appreciated about Sports Illustrated is it's a powerhouse of women. It really is. Yeah. When you are being accepted into that powerhouse, you need to know your power and you need to know who you are. And I feel like that is the journey of like becoming a rookie is like really stepping into like, who you are as a human being and like accepting it with everything that you are. And at the time when I first met her, I didn't know myself at all, but she had that interest in me, but that was 10 years ago. And every year my agents would be like, Hey, can you put in a video for sports illustrated every year? It would never happen. They would always submit me, but nothing would happen. So I deaded everything for three years. I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on being a parent. At the same time, I was, I'm building out Mama Mantra that's launching hopefully the end of this year to the beginning of next year. So I started to really find like who I am coming into myself. I did acts of service and I gave like my energy to like healing work to like help people move past their traumas to live like a purposeful and fruitful life. So I was doing that for like an entire year, doing sound baths, healing, like all of this stuff for other people, helping them really step into their powers. And during that time, I remember right before I sent a video, my self-submission to Sports Illustrated, I was signed with my past agency and I had these visions of like cutting all my hair off. I know when I met you, you had your long hair. I wanted to talk about your decision to cut it all off and how you came to that. I needed change. And I've always loved like the Halle Berry look, Tony Braxton look. I was like, I feel like I could really rock that. And I feel like it's me. And I called my past agents. I was like, Hey, I really want to cut my hair off. And I really want to do Sports Illustrated. And they were like, one, we need to talk about this hair thing because (laughs) I don't know if you should do it. And two, you know, Sports Illustrated. And I brought up like, Melissa is such a 
a light in my life. And like, I really look up to her and I was like, you know, Melissa did it. And I really feel like I can do this. This is my time. I really feel it. And they were like, well, Melissa's married to Noah Teppenberg. So, you know, you might not be influential enough. I remember this feeling like it was yesterday. I was like, oh my God, you guys don't believe in me the way that I believe in myself. I am not in the right place for you to tell me that I'm not influential enough. Ugh, that makes me mad. So I did it in my journal because I journal every day. And I was like, you know, if this is where I'm meant to be, or if I'm not meant to be here, send me a sign. And literally the next day I got a call from my manager now. She was just saying how I was doing. Like, hey, how are you? All that. And I'm like, it's crazy that you're calling me because I'm not happy where I am. And that unfolded all of this beautiful stuff that's happened in my life. I told the agency that I was leaving, my past agency. I was like, I'm, I can't do this. You guys don't see me for the woman that I am. At the same time, you know, I was like, why does Parts Illustrated coming in so heavy into my ether? And the day that I decided I was going to leave them, I turned on my phone and the Swim Influencer Network and Sports Illustrated, the SI Swim posted that they were extending their self-submissions for like another week. I was like, oh shit. (gasps) That's a sign. And I never like self-submitted myself to them. So I just did like a video. There was no body stuff, no nothing, but it had everything in my journey in like a small video. But like it showed my journey when I was conforming. And then it showed my journey to the Philippines when I found my footing and stepping into my power. And then when I became a mom, like full family. Yeah. And literally I was like, you know what? If it's meant to be, it'll be. And literally three months later, I get a message and I'm like, you made top 24. And then through that process, I had cut all my hair off because I told the agency that I'm with, I'm like, this is what I really want to do in my life. I really, really want to cut my hair off. I really want to give modeling like a real chance because my husband inspired me and he was like, I have never in my life seen someone have so many comebacks in modeling like ever. And when you do, it's like a strong one. And he's like, I don't feel like you've ever given it a chance in this version of you. And I feel like this could be your best chapter ever. Definitely. And I doubted that because I was like, what if they don't get it? And what if I'm just crazy? And he was like, Sharina, all your craziest times has led to like the best of the best in your life. That is so cool that he was able to say that to you. I love that. And because of like that, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I have like his support, my family support, his family support. So I remember it all happened in the span of a month. I had cut my hair off, signed with a new agency, got a message that I had made top 24 for Sports Illustrated. And that was that. Like, all right, this is it. So I'm coming into the now into all of this because we find out who makes rookie in September. So I'm coming into this whole journey from January as a brand new model. Like I can't use my old book because I don't have long hair. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. You're transformed. You're a brand new person. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I've had to like test again. I've had to do this you again. To just like, rebuild your book. Yeah. Reintroduce myself into the world. So what did cutting your hair do for you internally? Oh my God. It was the, one of the biggest growths I've ever went through in my life because my hair was everything. And I just needed to really get rid of all of the energy that I had absorbed in my life. I felt like it was sitting in my hair. It's like, it's like from Mean Girls, her hair's full of secrets. <laughs> yeah. So like, literally it is. So when I cut it off, it was like the biggest like, oh shit moment of what I can't turn back. Right. <laughs> well, there's wigs. You can always wear a wig. And then two, I was like seeing what I was envisioning in real life. I kept telling, like, as they were cutting my hair, I'm like, this is going to be the best version of me. This is the best version of me. So when I looked at myself for the first time in the mirror, I was so in my power, I didn't know who I was. Wow. It was crazy. And I remember turning to my hairstylist and saying, I have to get to know her. That was like the first thing that came out to my mouth. So that through this journey, I've really gotten to know myself. Even in front of a camera, like from a modeling perspective, like I would work my hair and I can't do none of that. There's none of that. So I've had to channel like the masculine and feminine side through like how I move my body and how I present myself and really finding like the beauty in what I've done and bring that out in front of a camera. So that's been like super fun for me. I bet. Yeah. Okay. So I want to dive more into your Sports Illustrated journey because... I had a personal experience with it too. I did the open call casting in 2018 and I made it to the top 50. And I remember like they reposted my video on the Sports Illustrated page. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like this is happening. So now you're like rekindling that fire within me that I I, I want to try it again because I feel like like with you, when you first met MJ, you felt like you didn't really know yourself. You were in that weird stage of your life. And I think I can relate to, you know, when I submitted in 2018, I was just like, I was such a young little, little girl. And now I've like come into my own and I'm a woman, I'm a mom now. So I feel like it just gives you that like extra confidence and power. But for the people who don't know how big of a deal Sports Illustrated is, it's like every model's dream to work for Sports Illustrated. So this is major. So for you to have gotten so far in this journey and you made it into the top 25? I made it to the top 24. 24. Okay. And then you walked for them in Miami Swim Week, which was amazing. So tell me about that experience. Like how was, how was that? Okay. I'm a crier. So I might cry with you right now because that's okay. Whenever I relive that moment, I see everything that I've prayed for in my life. That's beautiful. For 10 years ago, I remember so many times had passed where I was like, that can't be the way that it ended with Sports Illustrated. It just can't be. And I had to completely forget about them in my life for three years to recharge myself fully, to like really come back into it as in this version of myself. Like all I have is like such gratitude because 
the power that SI Swimsuit has and Sports Illustrated has is they could change your life forever. Absolutely. And the fact that they see in me what I see in myself, that alone is a prayer answer. And I've had my own personal conversations with MJ and like I relive them through that Miami Swim League. And like I really feel at home. Yeah, it's such a sisterhood. It's such a family. Like, even just making it to the top 50, I've made some of my closest friends from that experience. And it's crazy how you're able to just bond and connect with these women on such a powerful and deep level. Yeah. I bonded with like the current rookies and the current people that are in the magazine now. And I'm like, man, you never want to let that bond go because you, you love how they uplift you and how you uplift them. And the top seven finalists I've like really gotten to know and really formed a friendship with a few of them. And I remember telling them, I'm like, in the end of the day, like I don't even think of this as a competition because it's such a blessing that we've all met each other and we are all so different from each other. And who's to say one of us is more worthy than the other? Like we've all had a different story. We've all had a journey and we are all so worthy of being a rookie. Like it's going to be a hard decision for Sports Illustrated. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not want to be the people in those seats making the decision. (laughs) I think that They chose seven very powerful women who are ready to step in their power and be in that power. And, you know, I've been posting and showing these things of like, how are you showing up for your prayers every day that are being answered? Whether it be in gratitude or what you're putting out into the world, what energy you're putting, like what steps are you taking to show that you deserve to keep these things in your life? So I I feel like... Everything that I do, I do with intention and purpose, like from what I eat to what I say to what I do to who I connect with. When you're giving your time, your energy into the world, how is that reaping back to you in like an intentional and purposeful way? And what you're giving out is like intentional and purposeful in a way that's going to uplift the world around you. So I feel like that's really who I am. And, you know, through the journey I've had, People stopped me like during SI Swim Week and they were just like, you are so inspirational in a way where you uplift everyone around you and you just want to see people succeed and, you know, you speak life. And, and I feel like that was such a huge compliment for me and like makes me super emotional because that's, that's who I want to see in the world. And I always told myself, Who you want to see in the world, you need to be. Oh, yes. I think that why you are so easy to connect with and why you do provide such light in the world is because you are vulnerable about your life and the struggles that you go through. And I think that there's such beauty in vulnerability. And I think that you do such a good job at channeling that and being such a good example of that. If you could give one message that you want to spread as a Sports Illustrated model, what do you think that that message would be? Love always wins. 
Yeah, I love that. In the end of the day, love saved my life. We're surrounded by love every day if we allow ourselves to see it, right? And love will always pave the way when you do what you love for a living. When you act with love, you will receive love. And when you give love unconditionally, no matter what, no matter what you do, you're going to receive it. I cannot emphasize enough on how much self-love will always make you win. Self-love will always, always, always put you out as like the top winner. Amen. Yeah. And it's so simple too. That should be plastered on a billboard. So yeah, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your business that you've started. It's called Mama Mantra, right? Yeah. Okay. So what is that? So I have my healing network, which is I am sharing love. So that's whenever I come on and talk about like life and stuff like this, it's, it's a cross between I am sharing love and Mama Mantra. Mama Mantra is everything that a mama needs in life. When you go through life as a mother, sometimes we fall into this routine and we forget about our daily affirmations, our daily mantras, and also instilling and teaching that to like our children from a very young age. So my husband and I created Mama Mantra to like break barriers, to raise conscious children, and to grow together as a family in a very purposeful and fruitful, conscious way, right? Because we, in the end of the day, we're all constantly growing. Even as parents, we're growing with our children. Absolutely. We're learning from our children. We're teaching our children. And every day is a learning, give and take situation. Yeah. And Mama Mantra helps to remind the family of why we're here. And it's daily mantras on life necessities from cutlery to placemats to I'm working on a feeding bra to like all different things. And everything is done with love and good intention. So when you're actually using the products, you'll be reminded every day of what your mantra in life is, right? My mantra every day is love always wins. It's always going to win. So Mama Mantra helps people to ignite that mantra within them, especially Mm moms and children and dads who sometimes forget that they have an internal mantra that they're going for every day in their life. So that's our focus. Our focus is to bring that love and light into people's lives to allow them to like fully step into their powers as a family. Oh, so, so cool. I love that it's about doing it together as a family. I feel like everybody needs their own mantra. Absolutely. What's your mantra? I know. I was just trying to think of that when I was listening to you. Like you said, I've definitely fallen victim to just kind of like putting it on the back burner, I guess, and not really focusing on having a mantra and having something that I want to really, really focus on every day. And I think right now, if I had to say one, it would be prioritize my peace. Peace is my number one priority right now in my life. And I think that peace comes with love. It comes with gratitude. It comes with loving yourself and just like this calm energy that I want to to kind of lead my life with rather than feeling like I'm so 
you know, in my head all the time, just being present and being peaceful. So I think that if I had to say, that would probably be mine right now. Can I do a quick practice with you? Yes, I would love that. Please. Allow yourself to close your eyes and maybe lean into your chair a little bit Mm -hmm. so that you're comfortable closing your eyes. Feel the feeling of your breath. Are you breathing heavily? Are you breathing fast? Allow yourself to really be connected with your breath. And as you inhale, you're filling in your lungs, your chest, and your mind. Holding it at the top and releasing. Doing this again, filling your lungs, your chest, your mind. Now holding it. And as you hold it, you feel the feeling of being alive in your body. Letting that air fill you with the love that you deserve. And as you exhale, you're going to exhale all of your tension that you're holding into your body. Know that this is a place where you are safe to connect, create, to grow. That no one can come into this safe space besides you. This is where you manifest. This is where you dream. This is where you believe in everything that you do and you say within yourself. And as you inhale, you're inhaling a white light entering the top of your mind, filling every piece of your body, allowing that to illuminate your inner mantra. And as you exhale, you're allowing that mantra to be put out into the universe. You are peace. You are love. You are light. You are what you attract, knowing that you have everything that you need in your life during this time. You are blessed with more than you can even imagine. You are whole. And as you awaken back into your body, understand that this living mantra inside of you is exactly who you've always been. And it's ready to be ignited and shown to the world. (laughs) Wow. I can't tell you how much that just helped me. Seriously. I feel like you're glowing differently, too. I feel like I opened my eyes and I can see better. And everything around me is glowing now. I'm not joking. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. I hope all the listeners are able to do that practice, too, when they're listening to this. I would love, love, love to do like a sound bath with you. Like we should schedule that. Yes, please. I mean, the fact that you're able to just go off the cuff and just speak those words so eloquently and like beautifully and just it flows out of you so naturally. That's a gift. (laughs) That's a true, true gift. Seriously. And it's crazy, too. Like when you were speaking to me because I was trying to be very present, which I I need to start implementing more into my day to day practice is just little even that what took maybe two minutes at most. Mm -hmm. When you were telling me to breathe in and and hold it at the top, 
my whole body kind of started like buzzing in a weird way. And you put it into words that like, oh, you feel alive. And it made me feel super alive. And it's just crazy how much that can change your whole entire day. I feel like I'm going to be so much more energetic now and just like walk with a different perspective. So thank you. Of course. And I feel like the more we have in knowledge and in life, the more we have to share. So I feel like that particular practice like helps me on a daily. I do my best and sometimes I forget like, you know, you're going through situations in life, things might arise and like try to affect you from living in your higher self. People forget that you could just, and I forget sometimes that we can just check back in to yourself. Yeah. And that glow, that feel that you're feeling is you checking in and saying, hey, I'm here and I, I matter and I'm showing up. And today I actually just posted about Mama Mantra Monday because today is International Self-Care Day, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The biggest self-care that we can do for ourselves is to show the love that we so freely give to everyone else, to ourselves, whether that be two minutes, three minutes, 30 minutes in the bath, or just simply like even going and taking yourself on a matcha date. Those moments in life refill your, your energy tank that you so freely give to everyone else. I know. And it's so easy for me to sit here and and preach those things. And I need to really start practicing more. And I think it's so important too, to implement those little practices, especially as mothers and especially as women, because we are biologically wired to just give, give, give all the time. So thank you for doing that for me and for everybody who's listening. So let's dive into motherhood a little bit and the acronym. But first, I just want to ask you, like, the fact that you have three children, how on earth are you balancing it all? Has it gotten easier? Like, what's going on with three kids? (laughs) A whole lot of self-checking in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. A whole lot of, I can do this. I can do this, you know, because I feel like when a child chooses to come into your life, right? Because they choose you as a parent, there's something that they're going to teach you. And I feel like having all three of them has really taught me how to organize time and how to organize myself. Because for so many years of my life, I've been like free flowing and like they've really taught me to be like super present in this moment of like, hey, no, actually, we kind of need to figure out a routine. We kind of need to figure out how I can have mommy time like right now and how daddy can have daddy time and how we can have our family time and how things can work out from there. Because between growing a business, having your self-care, being a mom, modeling full-time, it could be a lot. But one thing that I've learned is like trust. You need to trust that when you're away, everything's going to be okay. And I'm like the type of mom where it's like, when I'm about to leave to go on a trip to go for work, I'm cooking meals. There's post-it galore on my <laughs> on my fridge of, this is baby lingo. Everything down to baby lingo. If it sounds like this, this is what this is. This is what it means. The translation. Yeah. 
the guide is on the fruit. And literally my husband's like, you babe, you have no idea how much that helps. Oh, good. If it comes into my mind as a thought of, oh, he doesn't know this, then I should just write it down and put it there. Because there's a reason why those thoughts are coming into your mind, right? For sure. So I just literally try to organize everything so that when I'm away, I have the peace of mind that I did everything that I could for them to be okay when I'm gone. Yeah. Structure is so important. And just trust. Yeah. And trust. And you need to also enjoy your time when you are away. Because that's something that I've totally been guilty about is I'll leave and then my mind will still be like, is everything okay there? Where I'm not present in what's currently happening in my life. So I've been really doing a lot better at that. Of I'm in this moment. There's nothing I can do because I would need to take a plane to get there. So I need to really be me. Because in the end of the day, your children are going to grow up. And if you don't find yourself through the process of your children, like growing up, then when they leave, you're going to have a really hard time. Yeah. Because your life is just all about them that you have no idea what to do with yourself when they're gone. So I think the greatest gift that we could ever show our children is that we know ourselves enough to help guide them to know themselves enough that no matter what, when they're gone, you're going to be okay. Or that when you're away, they're going to be okay. Right? And it's sometimes really, really hard to do. It's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. And moms, mom bosses, you should be so proud of yourself because in the end of the day, you're showing your child that you're not going to give up on your dream. Yeah. And that's one of the best gifts that you could ever give to your children is to show them that dreams can come true. But it can only come true if you take the time to manifest them, to believe in yourself and make them happen. Because you can say like, oh, I believe that this is going to happen. But if you're not taking the steps to actually make them happen, then it's never going to come into fruition. You have to be about it, talk about it, live it, breathe it, everything. When you put in the work and you're living in that light, then you're being that example for your children to like do that when they're older. They're going to say, who says that I can't do that? Well, my mom did this. And who says that I can't make that happen? Right. They could be anything they dream of. And that's, you know, our job as parents is to allow them to explore that too. Because some of the things they dream about is kind of scary. And my son's like, (laughs) Like what, like what for your son? He's like, I'm going to be a YouTuber, but I'm going to do like extreme things and do fun things. I'm like, oh, oh, God, every mother's worst nightmare. <laughs> I was like, okay, you can do it. And he's like, but mom, like, you have to set everything up. I'm like, look, I will be there to support you. I will help you create accounts, but I will not do the work for you. Like, if you yeah. really want to do something in your life, you need to learn everything about it. Yes. So he said he wanted to be a YouTuber. So now we're putting him in coding classes to learn everything about that. Because he's really into gaming too. I'm like, you play these games so much that if you learn to actually create a game, you can actually live off of it. So I'm like, we're going to put you into coding. And that same system is going to teach you how to do these YouTube videos. And then you can teach me because I need to learn. Right. And I will help guide you. 
but then you have to fly on your own. You have to do it. Yes. I think that's so important to instill in your children, especially nowadays. I think that kids are a lot more babied nowadays. I don't know if that's like the right terminology to put it, but I feel like they're just not as independent. So I think that that's really important to teach your children is to just like, if you're interested in something, you got to do the research, you got to put in the work, you have to figure it out on your own. I'll be here to help you and guide you. I can help guide you, but I cannot give you the answer. Right. Okay, babe. So let's dive into the acronym MILF. What do you do to stay mindful? So when I wake up every day, the first thing that I say is that I'm just grateful for that day. Because if you program your mind to say that you're grateful for being alive, you're grateful for that day, then anything that happens in your life, you just come back to a state of gratitude. Like this lesson is happening. I have to be grateful that it's happening because something greater is going to happen. Just being present and knowing that today is a day to be grateful. So that's how I start my day. I love that. Gratitude is the best attitude. Absolutely it is. You mentioned you journal every single day too. I do. I do my best to journal every day. And I do scripting. So scripting is like already writing into existence what you want to manifest into your life as if it's already happening. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like, and just saying that you're grateful that it's already happening in your life. That's a really big practice on how I've manifested a lot of things in my life. Ooh, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Hey, be careful what you pray for, too. <laughs> what you're manifesting into your life. Be right. very detailed from date to everything. Be very detailed and also, like, make sure that everything you're doing is done with a good intention. Like, you can manifest all these things, but what are you giving back to the universe in return? So like, as you write the things that you're manifesting, also write what you're doing in return for those things that you're manifesting. Yeah. I'm going to try to put that into practice. I love that one. I've never even heard it termed as scripting before, but that makes sense. It's like you're writing a script out for your life as if it's already happened to you. That's really cool. How do you listen to your intuition? Sometimes it smacks me in the face. <laughs> I know. Like, for instance, the Sports Illustrated thing. I just kept seeing it, hearing it, seeing it, hearing it. And then I'm like, well, then I asked the universe, or God, universe, whatever people want to say. I'm like, God, what? why? Like, you got to ask these questions. You have to put it yeah, out there. Yeah, sometimes you do. You have to go deep into yourself and say, what is it that I need to hear? Or show me what I need to see. And if you hear a thought come into your mind right away, like you need to listen. Absolutely. And you need to play with it. You need to understand how to trust your intuition too. You need to understand what's the dark side and what's the light side. Because yeah. the dark side yeah. has a great way of disguising itself as something that's beautiful. Yep. So just really like understanding your voice, your power, who you are inside. Yes. Love that. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables, just things that you do on a day-to-day basis that make you feel like the best version of yourself? No negative self-talk. Yes. I love that one. I have to check myself whenever that happens and be like, nope. You know, sometimes I stand in front of the mirror and I'm like, what are you doing? 
you yeah. need to stop. Like I literally have a <laughs> self talk to self out loud. And my husband will come, he'll hear me. He's like, oh, she's having one of those moments. Because I'll be like, stop doing that. You are so worthy. Uh, I love it. Even in a positive way, like, even if everything's going great in your life, to like have that check-in moment with yourself of like, you are freaking amazing. Yes. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing when you're showing up for yourself. Hell yeah. Like, you know, just having that positive self-talk. Hell yeah. I love it. Number two is like the practice what you preach. Mm, yeah. It's like there's no way that you should be preaching something that you cannot do yourself, which I find is very common because sometimes, you know, as parents, we like say something and then we do the opposite. You have to catch yourself and you have to hold yourself accountable for what you're saying, what you agree you're going to do. Just told one of your kids not to eat this, blah, 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 but then you're going and eating it. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable to the things that you do and you say and practice what you preach and the positive self-talk. Like you have to positive self-talk yourself all the time and talk yourself out of the negative stuff. Because once you allow that like one little seed to plant in your mind of like negativity, it just grows. I know. So you have to, you have to, you have to go in there, get dirty, pluck all of those things out. Look at yourself in the mirror, scream how beautiful you are, look at your body, feel your body, love yourself. It's like, I really feel like those are my three non-negotiables. Yes. Yeah. Water the flowers and pluck those weeds. And then accountability. Like I've, I've heard that if you are able to keep the promises that you make to yourself, it builds so much confidence within yourself. So I think that that goes along with holding yourself accountable. Just keep the promises that you make to yourself because you'll feel so much better at the end of the day. What is your fitness routine looking like? You just told me that you just got out of a workout before this, right? What'd you do? Yeah. So I had three C-sections. So I have to like rebuild back up my entire abdominal area. One that I really, really love is Pure Bar. Love Pure Bar. I love that it's like small increments of movement, but it's so powerful and transformative. So I do pure bar and then I go to the gym, the gym here, because I'm based in Louisiana. The gym here is so amazing. It's called Reds. It has like a kid's daycare services. It has a water park in there. It's freaking What? Bright. Yeah, it's insane. I want to move to Louisiana just for the gym. Yeah. There's <laughs> like amazing an outdoor like ninja course thing. What? Um, yeah, it's everything. It has, and then it has like a women's area and then it has like indoor running track, like indoor tennis courts, indoor, like it's crazy. It's like the craziest gym I've ever that seen. That sounds amazing. And it's only $90 for a couple. What? Yeah. Oh, LA is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you can never get that in LA. You can focus on yourself because they watch your children for like three hours and it's like a full on daycare service. They have oh snack my time. God. So you go in and you can check them in and we only do an hour and a half because you can get a lot done in an hour and a half. And then we try to stay there for three hours. So for an hour and a half, I'll do my workout. My husband will do his workout or we'll work out together because he's an amazing trainer. So he trains me too. Oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah, he's a man of many hats. And then for the next hour and a half, 
or two hours, we go and we take the kids and we take them to the water park area. So fun. So we get like sun, exercise, fun. So I feel like there's no routine in my fitness. It's just I listen to my body and I do what I feel like it needs. Like sometimes I need to do yoga. So I go and I do hot yoga because I'm feeling tight or there's like energy that I need to move in a certain way. And if you don't bend it, you'll lose it. Stretching and yoga should be a must for everybody. It doesn't matter what body type you are. Every body type can do yoga. And then listen to your body. Listen to the things that it needs. You know, sometimes you need to go for a run to let out energy that might be building inside of you. Whatever it is, just listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs. And that goes with like also like nutrition. Your intake is also very important as what you're like doing on your exterior. Obviously eating like the rainbow, rainbow color food. And we're not talking about Skittles, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Tasting a different kind of rainbow. Yeah. So I try to do that. I try to every day eat a color of the rainbow. I love all three of those things that you just mentioned. And I think all of those things also go back to listening to your intuition and listening to your body and just tapping in and knowing how to listen to that. So to wrap up this interview and how I end every episode is by asking my guest if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of yourself? I would go back and I would tell the younger version of myself to not be afraid to feel. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because what you're going through right now is going to turn into something more positive later. Just understand the feeling, but don't allow yourself to be the feeling. That is really powerful. I love that. Sharina, I just want to say thank you for being such a light and such a positive role model for not only mothers, but just women in general, humans in general. You are so powerful and amazing and you're just such a warrior. And I'm so proud of everything that you've accomplished. And I admire you so, so much. So I would love for you to tell the audience where they can connect with you and follow you and reach out to you. Like just share your social media handles and all of the things that you're doing. You can follow me at Sharina Gutierrez. It's S-H-A-R-I-N-A-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. And I usually answer all of my DMs. Also, follow Mama Mantra for all of the Mama Mantra goodies that are going to be coming out. And if you haven't already joined the Swim Influencer Network, like we were talking about, do it. I feel like there's something greater happening for you too, Cherokee. Like if it's calling you, you, try again, again, and again, and yeah. again. Sometimes, you know, like it took me 10 years and look where I am. Right manifestation, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen right away, but if it's really meant for you, there's nothing that's going to get in the way besides yourself. I love that. You got this girl. You a model <laughs> warrior. You birthed a whole human. I really you did. Got- Oof. It was a lot too, but you birthed three whole humans. So hats off to you, girl. You're amazing. So everybody go follow Sharina. She is 
such a great follow. Just so inspiring. So many positive messages. There's so many great takeaways from this episode too. So I cannot wait to share this with the world. Okay, babe. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will talk very soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.